Chicken Joe. Yup. Chicken Joe. He fired himself. That's what happened to Chicken Joe. Okay. Told me he was doing an audit of, uh, Joe's telling me he's doing an audit of the Dearborn City's jail. Preparing it for us. Turns out he's not doing an audit. He was fucking arrested and locked up for two days. How's that an audit, Joe? Joe. Joe. No bullshit. It's smoke down here. No. Princess Karen, no. No, my hair smells like smoke. No hypochondriac mannequin over there. Double you still dying bullshit. from liver failure? No more bullshit. No bullshit. It's, it's getting better. It's getting better. Breaking news. It's great news. <laughs> My liver is made of astounding recovery. That is so cruel, Charlie. No, it's tough love. We're tough happy medicine. that he's getting better. He's getting better, what isn't about, he? What, what about Bob's ear? Bob's, Bob? My ear's still screwed up. I can punch you in the other ear and you're not going to know. <laughs> Probably would help my equilibrium. That's what my stepdad used to do. <laughs> yeah. Domestic abuse. Once wow. broke my leg, man. That guy was such a son of a bitch. He said, limp. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. What? No, I, no it's a joke. Oh. <laughs> but I did go to the doctor this morning, so it was. day started out great. So what's wrong with you? She put her finger in my ass. The day started out great. Charlie. The funny thing, I was just there to get some paperwork. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Bonus. Awesome. I'm not participating Check in that. <laughs> Check the hernia, doc. I'm not. She's good. She's good. Thanks, Doc. I feel better. Um, yeah. What's up, Charlie? Wait, wait, wait to really bring it up, Karen. What's up, Charlie? There you go. What's up? Michigan's up. How was the last week in Michigan? It, Michigan's up, man. It's our turn. Oh, it is our turn. It's Tuesday. Shit show. Yep. Hi, Drew. Hi. We will not be responding on Facebook Live. I'm waving at you now. Oh, by the way, at some point, we ought to just, like, cut out of Facebook Live. People, the point of Facebook Live is to give you a little tease. So you go back and listen to the rest of the program on, like, what is it? Apple iTunes. All your platforms. Google wherever, you, wherever you get your podcast. OBSNewsHour.com. What would they that. do at work, Charlie, if they aren't watching us platforms. on Facebook Live? What's that, Drew? 74 platforms. 74 platforms. Spotify, That's good. Stitcher. Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher. Go do that because, you know, I don't even like posting these anymore. Why, Charlie? It's because it's pandering, folks. You know. Like, we're just trying to bring you real news. And um, by the way, I do appreciate everybody. The father and his son, you mm -hmm. know, the old ladies. Like, people tuning in. I dig it because this isn't a shit on anybody fest. This is real news that you need to know. Right, Karen? Exactly. That you Charlie. don't really get. This is true. I, I had lunch with a lady today who said the, she said, I love Charlie. Charlie's always telling us stuff that we need to know that we don't hear anyplace else. So she said she's a huge fan of the podcast. And for you, uh, for me to tell you that she said hello. Okay. Hello, lady. She's not old. <laughs> okay. Here's what we're going to do today. Uh, we're going to find out how sleepy Joe, senile Joe Biden is back. Why is he senile? The, oh, he's kind of senile. He can't remember who his wife is. I mean, he is a little bit. That's why. He, yeah, that was a gaffe. He was a mistake. He thought his wife was on the that's, one that's, side. That's called being married for Just a long time. Just go on time. YouTube. Just, but, yeah. I mean, I know. I saw it. Because he even grabbed his wife's hand and said, This is my sister. She's like, No, I'm not your sister. Yeah. And, you know, I'm going to give people a break on the oh, gaffe. That's creepy. But, but he's terrible on the stump. He's, he, he can't put a sentence together, much like me, right? And I really do believe, despite what the pundits say, 
he was tanking in the polls because we were all like, eh, it's a little, you know, infirm maybe. Well, let's wait for you know Mike Bloomberg, and then we got a peek at Bloomberg, and uh, we're like, nope. Nope. I've, I've told you. I've, I think I think Biden is the person. I said that a long time ago, and you guys. Got everybody all thought so. No, that's see, what I still think. Everybody thought so. Um, Bernie, his people are solid. He, they don't go up. They don't go down. It's, no, he can't grow it. Yeah. He can't grow it. And he's not turning out the youth vote. No, no, he's not. I mean, he turned it out in Iowa. They had an overwhelming uh, youth turnout in Iowa, but not in New Hampshire, not in Nevada, not in South Carolina. And well, no let's one. save it a little bit because we're going to have Seth McLaughlin, the national <laughs> politics reporter for the Washington Times. Awesome. Listening to you out there. You want a few conservative voices? We hear you. We're going to mix it up. So he's a big wheel, real smart guy, you know, friend of the show. Um, we also come up, we want to take a look at Michigan because it's our turn. Mm-hmm. Like, we're in this. We matter. This is true. Once every four years, we matter. Nobody ever comes here to talk to us. <laughs> they don't advocate for us, right? They don't just come here to vacation, but now everybody can drop in. So we can take a look at what's going on with the UAW. Who are they endorsing, and does anybody even want their fucking endorsement? Yeah. You know Who's what I mean? left to offer an endorsement? We'll have uh, Ed Sarpolis, the Ayatollah Polarola, the official pollster for the No BS News Hour, and we will give you tomorrow's news today. Next week's news today, I got a list of stuff right there and explain to you maybe a few things you need to know about last week's headlines that, you know, nothing was in the story that you really need to know. So that's what we're going to do. But first of all, let me just um, remind you that American Coney Island is the oldest family owned restaurant in Detroit, which is saying a lot. And I found out this week that the American Coney Island building that I'm the caretaker of is one of the oldest buildings in downtown Detroit. Cool. I saw that, Charlie. Congratulations. Take take the church. When when was it built? At least, I'm going to go to, uh, you know, the archives. I'm going to go to the historical museum. At least 1885. It's it's gone. Wow. Yes. Let's just roll with it. It's the oldest. Okay. the oldest. Um, (laughs) It is the home of the original Coney Island, the inventor's. Chili, mustard, onions, in that order. Remember who invented it? Old Gus Caros. Yeah. Right? You want one, that's where you go. It's clean. It's beautiful. It's right there downtown Michigan Lafayette. And don't forget the fish sandwiches on Fridays. That we had last oh, week. Delicious. And delicious. Remember, the Coney kits, you can always get them delivered to your door or friends. Just go to AmericanConeyIsland.com. And you have an owner that is committed to the community. She is a responsible business owner. I think that matters. It'd be nice if the city was committed to responsible business owners downtown instead of soaking them. It's true. So the billionaires don't have to pay taxes while all the people in Detroit overpay for taxes. Mr. Biden, Mike Duggan's your boy. He's really not popular in Detroit. Yeah, that may cost him something. We need to. T- we'll talk about that. Yeah, that he gave his budget him. today at the city council, and he was trying to walk out with taking questions. And the community was saying, "Get your little fat ass back here." Did he come back? <laughs> no, he said you can put him in right now. I'm out. <laughs> uh, he was out. I right. told you he's afraid. Told you. And, and if that- you want to do business downtown, beware. It's a hard place to navigate. It's a snake pit. Right? You need to know who's on the up and up. You need to know who does business the right way. You've got to look out for your bottom line. Who do you call? You call Barry Ellentuck at ADR Consultants. Honest, ethical, smart. 
Call them at 248-318-9424 for a consultation. And I know a lot of people contemplating business down there. Don't go it alone. You're going to get eaten alive. Whether it's government or private industry, reduce your costs, increase your bottom line. ADR consultants are experts in procurement, government compliance, information technology, and property management. Get the job done right on time, on budget, please. ADR consultants, 248-318-9424. How's that? Pretty good, Charlie. Yeah. Have we got Seth on the line? Mannequin? Seth McLaughlin, National Politics Reporter for the Washington Times. How you doing, brother? I'm good, man. I was uh, impressed. I just heard about fish sandwiches, fat asses, and snake pits. (laughs) That that sums up the show. We we cover a lot of subjects. (laughs) uh, Can you hear him well? Yes, I can hear him. Can you turn up my... You got me? Uh, Yeah, they can hear you well, just my headphones. Is that you? Uh, Is that me? Say something, Seth. I'm here. I can hear you. I just just put the other... Duh. Put the other can on your ear. Yeah, put the other speaker <laughs> on my ear. would be like Bob. Yeah. Hey, now, Seth, man, you've been, look, you are one of the premier political writers, nationally speaking, over at the Washington Times. So congratulations on Jer- that. Jerry's out on that. Jerry's out on that. Okay, that's what I really think, because, you know, I'm really jealous of reporters. So, but anyway, let's see to say. You've been in the middle of this shit show, brother. Uh, your, your coverage has been fantastic, but here's the thing. The national media leading us to believe that sleepy Joe Biden is dead, right? All of a sudden he's back and I'm at least watching TV and they're saying, oh my God, what a remarkable 72 hour turnaround. It must have been the firewall of South Carolina and the endorsement of Congressman Clyburn. None of us know shit about South Carolina or Clyburn, (laughs) right? So what happened, dude, in your estimation? Because you're following the clown show. Uh, a deep well of loyalty among black voters in South Carolina happened. And then um, the Clyburn stuff mattered. I was trying to figure out what a potential equivalent would be in Michigan. And I don't know if John Conyers has that sort of poll pre-sexual assault allegations. Um, but it's kind of like, you know, there are people in the black community in South Carolina that were looking for um, some sort of direction of where to go. And I think they were looking for direction because they weren't uh, totally sold that Biden was the vessel, you know, to beat Trump. Because if anyone's been watching his candidacy, they know it's been uh, less than inspiring at times. So I think, you know, having Clyburn kind of give everyone the nod to say it's okay to go with Biden um, made a difference. You know, there were tons part- of late breakers. That Go part ahead. I can believe, right? That's South Carolina mm-hmm. specific. But now yeah. I'm listening into the dumb dumbs on like CNN saying South Carolina. That's why he blows through the South. He picks up Oklahoma. He picks up Texas. He does well in California. I would think just me talking to people and not pundits that yeah. South Carolina had nothing to do with that. What's your take? Nothing to do with with what? with uh, uh, Biden rolling across, basically coming back to life, like he was put out to pasture. And the pundits are now pointing to South Carolina, saying, "Well, since he won South Carolina, Texas said, well, maybe South Carolina knows something we don't know.' I don't believe that to be true. Yeah, I, I you know, I who who really knows at the end of the day? But I think a lot of voters they don't give a shit what someone else does in another state. They kind of make up their own mind, and yeah. I mean. South Carolina proved that, right? They saw what voters in New Hampshire and Iowa did, and they said, so what? We're going to go with Biden. 
Um, so, I, I mean, I would attribute Biden's success more to sort of the Democratic uh, demographic make, makeup of South Carolina and then some of those other states where you had bigger black populations and more conservative Democratic voters overall um, that had their say. So if you have a choice between Bernie Sanders and Democratic Socialism and Biden, for, you know, with all his warts, you probably, if you have any tinge of conservative leaning in your ideological thinking, they're going to go with Biden, you know, again, good or bad, uh, but if that's your only choice. Um, so I would attribute, I mean, in a lot of ways, it was kind of the pushback against Bernie and what he was offering. I agree with that. I think it was a pushback against Bernie because people were like, whoa, 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 a Democratic Socialist is not going to beat Trump. And I think the underlying factor for most Democratic voters is to beat Trump. They almost don't care yeah. who the candidate is as long as they beat Trump. So, I think that's the th- and that's the thing. So a lot of people were trying to figure out with Biden. Again, we, you see him in the debates. He, he's, you know, in witness protection half the time, it seems like. <laughs> uh, he kind of fades into the woodwork. Meanwhile, others are throwing these barbs at each other. And then when he gets involved, he, he gets, you know, knocked, knocked off message all the time. So he's not the best debater in the world. Again, you go to his events, and they're pretty low-key. So I think the appeal there is that, you know, some people actually like that low-key nature in the sense that they see it as a direct contrast with what Trump's offering. Um, If your two choices are Bernie and and Biden, um, it's kind of like ideologically, you're automatically almost one way or the other. It's pretty stark. How how, how much of Biden's appeal would you credit, especially in the African-American community, to the fact that he was vice president to Obama? This is like the closest thing that they think they can get back to Obama. I'll answer that, Seth. Like all of it. I want to know. Does he even know know Obama? I I haven't heard that yet. Well, everybody has a commercial Uh, using Obama. Everybody had a commercial. But how much, you know, people, how much does that resonate, uh, you know, with, with people who are supporting Biden? I think it's giant. I mean, it's almost because some of the people running against him, they were trying to bring up like his the chief role he played in authoring the crime bill, which they blame for a lot of mass incarceration of minority communities. But it was almost like that part of his record disappeared uh, as soon as he jumped into the Obama administration. So he had this like he has this like massive shield where people just forget his past record beyond that, or they're willing to give him a pass, thinking. You know, because he was such a great right-hand man with Obama, in their minds, that, uh, uh, you know, he's worth uh, throwing their support behind. So it, it's huge. I, I mean, I'm sure you guys see it there in Detroit, right? Where yeah, oh, we're, it's uh, for real. It's absolutely yeah. for real. But, you know, what's going on in Detroit here is uh, the mayor, Mike Duggan, is really closely uh, aligned with Duggan. And, you know, we have all kinds of people Biden. on this show. With Biden. Oh, sorry. I'm, did I just yeah. pull a Biden on Biden? Yeah. Yeah, you do. My wife See, Biden. that's what you get for talking about him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hearing like grassroots people, you know, basically your power to the people, people saying, uh, yeah. uh, fuck Biden because he's dug yeah. and that, that you were hearing that today in city hall during the, the budget uh, hearings. So I don't know, yeah. but we are I in mean, play I- for real here. Hardcore activists are probably not going to be big Biden folks overall. You know, like the, the when you talk about black voters, a lot of that is like black quote unquote establishment type voters or traditional democratic voters. They're not like 
you know, the activist types that are doing Black Lives Matter stuff or, you know, shouting at people at City Hall meetings. It's a, it's a different um, slice of the electorate. Well, I mean, obviously the black vote isn't monolithic, you know. I mean, right. there's there's different, you know, parties, different factions, different everything. Um, but it, it's, I mean, because Bernie won in 2016 in Michigan. He beat Hillary, not by a huge amount, but what was it, 11,000 votes or something, but he won. No, Trump beat Hillary by that. He won by about 2%, but yeah. 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 I mean, he's he's yeah. got support here. Here's the, I, don't know I, if that, I don't know if that support still think, exists. But I think people are looking at the fact that, I mean, Bernie could have beat Trump in 16. He cannot beat Trump this time around. I don't think the so. Democrat, no, no, Bernie, Democrat, Bernie couldn't beat Hillary in well, 16, I, I, and I, but, Trump beat Hillary. So, But, but I think that the Democratic Well, the Electoral Party, College beat Hillary. Yeah, nevertheless, they Bernie on that one. They did. I mean, you know, trying to, to, to compartmentalize his, you know, supporters, and they weren't, they were independents and not Democrats. That whole thing cost him that nomination. He can't win now. I think, he can't. My sentiments sorry, exactly. Uh, what, is Hillary he, over? That sounds like a big dog. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a pit mix. Uh, so, what I would say, man, is like, the common denominator in all this is Hillary. And I think people, like, lose track of the fact of how bad of a candidate she was and all the different ways people have read into that, right? So, yeah, Bernie won there in 2016, and half the reason he won there was because he was running against Hillary, right? A lot of people just couldn't... Well, absolutely. Um, true. They but couldn't he... move to, to back her. So, you know, the Sanders wing of the party kind of has this grand theory coming out of that election that that was a, a bellwether for them, you know, their way of thinking, uh, pushing the party in a certain direction, but I'm starting to think maybe it was a complete complete misread on that part, you know, and just it, it had more to do with Hillary being flawed than anything else. Well, I see that's the thing. Let's bring it back from there to here. Here's the common thread. How are the polls getting things so wrong yet again? Because Hillary was up by 25 points on Bernie. And he ends up the right. next day winning by two. The very same thing we're looking at Sleepy Joe here, which is he's dead and he, and he's out. And then he comes roaring back, and he's the leader. So what are the, how are the polls missing this? Wait, I, I wish I had an answer for you, but I'm definitely not that smart. Uh, the, I mean, we rely on polls a lot, you know, because everyone's trying to figure out how to frame sort of such an amorphous thing. And when the polls are off, boneheads like me tend to be off. Uh, you know, especially if it doesn't match up with the anecdotal stuff we see on the ground. Um, so I, I don't know what the deal is, but we know that Michigan will be a good test for the pollsters, right? Because Biden, uh, I think the latest was he was up by a half a dozen points or something over Bernie there. Hillary did have a 21-point lead. So, you know, maybe Michigan voters have a problem with pollsters. And they'll prove it on Tuesday. Well, I don't think it's just Michigan voters. I think people in general have a problem with pollsters because, yeah. you know, they, they I, I feel, and, and I have nothing but, you know, anecdotal evidence to support this, but I feel like they, they tell the pollsters what they want to hear 
and then they vote right. the way they feel. Well, you also think you about know, you're like, ah, I'm not going to support Bernie. You got to think about who pollsters reach well, out to and that's how. A great how are point. people power people reach a lot of, you know, people are left out of that equation because they are not reachable or they're unapproachable and, you know, you whether You mean everybody doesn't have a landline so, phone? So, so then let's go back to that. <laughs> Anymore? Think about this. Yeah, that that's the other thing, right? Yeah. yeah you, but, that's but a great Seth, point. Everybody you has your yeah. cell number. How many how many political pitches are you getting on your cell? Let's time. let's do the math. Okay. The people that love Trump will go over a cliff for Trump, right? Mm-hmm. right. Biden's going to get the anything but Trump and they will run right. into a building on fire to take him out, take Trump out. Right. So the undecideds and yes, the non-traditional blacks are going to decide this. The so the swing states it's going to be 16 again. It's going to be Florida. It's going to be Michigan. It's going to be Pennsylvania. It's going to be Virginia. Because if you really look right. at how Biden won, just dig this math. The way the primaries work is you win delegates by the proportion of the votes you you win. In a Democratic primary. right? Not like the right. general election winner takes all. So California is a split, right, between Biden and, and, Bernie. and Bernie, as is Texas. So the... Uh, the difference in the delegates they got is five or ten. But it was a landslide for Biden in the blacker states like Alabama. Yeah, Alabama, Texas. Uh, uh, oh, Texas, she's like said. It was Oklahoma. But remember, North Carolina. Missouri. Remember, those are red states. Right. So, California's a blue state. This place really does matter. And I expect you to be here, dude. Doing some fucking work, getting out of those debates with the boner uh, pill blue sets, right? And it always starts out like it's a boxing match. Next, who'll take out who, right? You, yeah. Well, I'm saying I think it's a monster truck rally. That's what I think. Do you ever sit there? Because I used to watch like because we used to be able to do untraditional stuff, right? And we'd already have yeah. our, our piece prepared. And I'd walk into one of these things, like the Reagan Library, and everybody's like a chimpanzee banging on their <laughs> keypad, like trying to figure out the code to get the banana chip, right? Do, do you hate doing world, it? Man. Do you hate doing it? Uh, you know, I don't know if I want to be honest about my feelings uh, just because of my employment. It's a no bullshit but, news hour. Um, no, you love the job. <laughs> you love your job. Yeah, I love it's, uh, I would much rather talk to voters, you know, I'd rather be out in the community. I think, uh, it's, uh, be, I, what I'm really curious about is like how long this sort of format works for news organizations, because if you're in a room with 150 other journalists and everyone's writing the same damn thing, I don't know what the value is other than showing news reach, you know, like your organization, uh, news reach. Who's so, reading it anymore? I mean, you're losing readers well, all across the country on every platform. Yeah, I can't right, read it or watch it because once I watch the debate and it's over, I don't need you to tell me what I just heard. I've got my right. own mind made up. Right. I, I mean, I think the value is in if if someone can bring a good analysis out of it, you know, like, uh, but just the blow by blow, you know, I don't know. I don't know. The value is hard to judge there. Okay, do you want to um, do you want to stay on here? We're gonna we're gonna teach you about what's going on yeah. in Michigan, or do you want I, to like I, go I, and I send you a Coney kit, you know, afterwards, and then you just uh, <laughs> I'll take you around like I got to take everybody around here. 
No, no, I want more talk about fish sandwiches, and I want to learn about Michigan. Okay, number one. Ready, guys? Let's go. Number one. Gary Jones, the former president of the UAW, is just indicted yesterday for corruption, for swindling a million dollars from his own fucking membership. It used to be, Seth, you could not win the White House if you were a Democrat without the UAW. Now I don't think anybody wants their fucking endorsement. Your take. Uh, that would make sense. You probably don't want to hang out with people that are perceived as dirty. Hillary got the UAW endorsement last time around, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that was for all the no, I, corruption stuff came out. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. So I would say a dozen of these people. Guys. Would, I was say he's number eleven. I, guess, I believe. Yeah. You know, the, the only caveat there would be: I did read that these guys spent like sixty grand on cigars. So if you're going after perhaps like a, a cigar constituency, maybe you know. See the working person. My brother out. works his ass off on the factory floor. Works his ass mm-hmm. off, as does his um, bride to be. Right, and these right. fucking guys are sunning themselves in Palm Springs, getting massages, smoking good cigars. You know yeah. what I mean? Now you wonder why Trump yeah. might win a working person because he at least says it. These guys aren't. You well, got you got to be able to say it. And there are, you know, Trump actually did show a lot in uh, 2016 that there is a there are divisions between rank and file union members and leadership. You know, um, you saw that a lot in Pennsylvania, where rank and file members, especially in like the Pittsburgh area uh, broke for Trump and leadership, you know, was kind of like, yeah, you know, there's, there wasn't too much we could do about it. Yeah, but so, breaking news here, Bob. Give me the breaking news. Oh, hold on, it takes us a minute. We're not. Give me the. <laughs> give me. The, give me the. Breaking news, Seth. Breaking yeah. news. I. This is exciting. I, at this moment, are de- am declaring myself undecided. <laughs> for this election undecided because I want everybody here spending their money kissing my ass no I just said it <laughs> and I, they will I am not honest, so. I'm not against and Trump oh my god and I'm not against Biden I'm not a Democrat I'm not a, come here and kiss my ass you're not against Bernie are you talk to me I'm not a, Bernie Blue not Bernie gonna win out. man I'm sorry folks Sorry, Antifa. Well, don't uh, beat me up. He's not going to win. Michigan's going to play a big role in whether he does or he doesn't. Because you're he, stepping he... on my announcement. It's a big role to whom? Me. It's about me. <laughs> me. I'm undecided. I decide where this goes. So go ahead, pitch me, Bob. Well, if Bernie wins on Tuesday, mm-hmm. then he pitch takes me. a delegate lead, has some momentum going in. Maybe he could do it. And then what's that got to do with me? He's got to sell me on something. What, Charlie? What, well, what don't you like you about health care for everybody? Oh, what can he tell me? Here, here's what I want. Yeah. I, I want him to know how I'm living. First of all, my schools suck, and I pay some of the highest property taxes in the United States. Detroit pays in the top five property taxes in the United States, the poorest city in the country, and our schools are shit. That's a federal issue, Seth, because we get federal money as well. Number two, our water is poison and we're surrounded by it. That, my friend, is a federal issue. And Detroit's so broke, they're shutting the taps off. And the billionaires are getting their property taxes to pay for their fucking hockey arenas. The power grid, Seth, the power grid is amongst the worst in America. Just ask California, they're with us. That, my friend, 
is a federal issue. In terms of our water, Nestle, you know, Nestle, the international conglomerate, takes a million gallons of groundwater out of our state every day. And you know what they pay us? You know what they pay us? 200 bucks a year. A federal issue, an international issue. And finally, Seth, our roads, our roads are amongst the worst in the hemisphere. Yeah, they're terrible. A federal issue. Talk to us about real things that we're going through. Go ahead. Charlie, it sounds like you have a political platform. I know. I'm going to tell you what. I was looking in a run for United States Senate. I really was as an independent. And this is going to be such a shit show. They're anticipating um, our two senatorial candidates spending maybe $100 million. Yeah, yeah most expensive race in history. And they're year. both like nowhere to be found yet. Yeah. I think you got to bring yeah, politics you. back locally. When you're talking big things about, you know, what, what is your plan for universal health care? No, no. We all know that's not going to get done. We all know that nobody has that answer. That's what would you want him to do? Like, if, if Bernie came to you and said, this is what I'm going to do with schools, would you want him to say, I'm just going to pump a shit ton of money into schools? Or do you want him to say, like, we're going to do charter schools? What would, like, get you on schools? I like that, Seth, because that's the conservative in you coming out. I know what you just said. And I'm going to agree. What I'm going to say to that is, I don't think throwing money at things is always an answer without some kind of oversight and schematic and plan. First of all, I would like to know, Karen, why our schools over the past decade and a half have collapsed. It, It seems to come in line with standardized testing, shifting curriculums, not giving teachers the tools or the training. How about shifting money to charter schools a la Betsy DeVos? Right, well, why don't charter schools and, and, and you saw what's going on with Cornerstone schools in terms yeah. of that multi-layer extraction of dollars out of the schools and not investing. I also think a, dec- a decline in population, That I think that has no, an no, impact. No, no, but wait a minute, wait a minute. This is statewide. Well, I understand. Uh, over every race and every socioeconomic background. Well, argument still holds statewide because we have a population decline. Yeah, I mean, I think that that, okay, but I still think that that plays a role in it. I mean, you, you also look at, we've got generations that have received substandard education who are now parents of children. So there's a lack of value of education and the people that could have that conversation are making money off of people not knowing. That's the issue. That's a huge issue. Did you hear that, Seth? Did you hear that? I told you she was smart and I told you, I think she's secretly a conservative. I told you I'm a member of AEI. <laughs> Seth, what's AEI? That's your badge. That's your badge, Karen. Do you, you know? Can, do you know about AEI, Seth? The American, American Inter- Enterprise. The Amer- yeah. yeah. Look at you too. Okay, good. I'm a member. Okay, I'm- Seth, will you come into town? Karen's going to take you around. No, but what I, I look, I do believe teachers are woefully underpaid. But I, I, I think I need to see some, some improvement in the education of the children. And, you know, you, you get raises when, when things happen, when metrics are made, when success happens. Do you, do you blame, do you, are you among the group of people that get frustrated with teachers unions and think they're blowing it? Or do you think teachers unions get a bad rap? I think teachers unions get a bad rap, but normally what we hear from teachers unions are things about benefits and pay and just... I'm not saying that they don't advocate for structural change or identify problems, but we as the public never get to hear that. 
So right. my wife's an educator. I was once an educator. I have much respect for teachers. They, they really helped me in my life. Um, something's wrong, and I don't think anybody knows what it is. So I don't think just taxing the shit out of people, uncapping their property taxes, and throwing money at it is going gonna, is gonna to fix things, especially, like Karen said, John with parents. Sostel, John Sostel's story, Stupid in America, will tell you that just throwing money behind a school is not the solution. Yes. Now, no. in all fairness, I do appreciate and applaud what I think Dr. Vitti is trying to do here. Um, but He's he a ha- client of yours. But, no, he's not. Okay, I just had to make that No, clear. he's not. There you I go. don't do that. No, I don't do that, Charlie. Um, but the thing about it is... Say is that, that again, look, Karen. Say that again. He is not... My client, you're not I don't corrupt. Do that. You I don't, don't do, do that. that shit. I don't. I don't do that. Beautiful. But but my thing is, is that he's gotten so much pushback because people want to maintain the status quo. You also have an issue, at least here, where people want to hold on to the physical structures when there are not enough people to populate it. So, I mean, we, we look at things that make us feel good, but that aren't doing us any good. I'll give you this one, Seth and Karen, just to widen it out to the suburbs, right? In Ferndale. Now, I haven't looked at the stats in, in I'll be honest, about two years. Top 25% in spending per pupil that, you know, the state funds each kid, but then there are millages and stuff. Ferndale spends in the top 25% for schools, and the children are in the bottom third in terms of success on these tests. And I am for Common Core, only meaning at the end of your schooling, you take a test and we find out what we know in common. Well, think of this too, Charlie. They're, they're also looking at now holding back students if, in fact, you cannot read at grade level by the third grade. That's what they used what to is, do. I, well, but I understand that. But now you've got parents who either don't have the time or the resources to help their kids. When you had to go, when you went home, you had to do your homework. I mean, so you're setting kids up for failure. On top of that, I mean, certainly supporting teachers, but they are dealing with social service issues. They are feeding kids now these days because they don't get to eat at home. Yep. They don't have proper clothing. They're for bringing, school and after school care. Exactly. They're bringing all the, well, the issues say, well, you know, into school. I always say kids. this, though. That's true. And if you're on Facebook Live, I'm not denying that. And that's true. And it's an issue. Having said that, when somebody came over here in the hull of a boat with nothing except his family, Right. And he couldn't even speak the, the language or read and write in his own language. His child goes on to become the chairman of the New York Stock Exchange. Because that's a value of education. You think about uh, African-Americans or black families that migrated from the South. Many of them were uneducated, but they had a value of education and insisted that their children went through school and did well, which happened for a while. But somehow that's been lost. Was it the crack era? Was it what? I don't know what well, happened. Again, but, you know, but, again. But, but, well, I think a lot a of that's been lost for white families, uh, too. Thank you, Bob. But I'm not in a white family. I don't no, know. I, I so know. I'm just telling you. <laughs> So I don't know. Unless you want to adopt me, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying. So, but it is. Well, our it's, kids it's, have chores. Yeah. So you okay. Know. Here's another one, Seth. Here's another one you need to know. Okay, Joe Biden. Can I ask you one thing, Charlie? Oh yes, take over, please. Uh, you mentioned Common Core. Now, Common Core used to be the boogeyman among conservatives, especially religious conservatives. Especially, uh, I don't know, 2012. There was a. I remember when Romney was running. It was it's all the. Here. Everyone's going nuts about it. So what's going on with Common Core? You're okay with it. I'm uh, completely okay with Common Core because people don't understand what Common Core is. Explain it. Common Core is simply a metric. It is a test. It's exactly what it says. There's a core that we expect our children to know. What are the state capitals? What's nine times nine? 
Can you read? That's what the Common Core is. Can you count? Common Core. Can you speak well? Leaves the curriculum to the local jurisdiction. You can teach it any way you want. You know the new math, and it right. was like a Common Core new math. That that's your district. That's not my district. That was a Republican. Um, Actually, bipartisan, but it was the Republican governors who really pushed for Common Core. I I don't think... Then all of a sudden, everyone turned on it, though. Because, because again, it wasn't explained normally to normal people. Common Core just means we got to be able to measure if we're teaching kids, because we started to find out, like Karen was saying, the kid's in fifth grade, and he can't read. And let me tell you how that presented itself when I taught middle school. I asked the kid to read out loud. He pick up his desk and throw it. Another kid stands up on the radio, pulls his junk out, starts pissing oh in the classroom. And then I realized, <laughs> fuck, I embarrassed him. Mm-hmm. I thought because he was in eighth grade, he knew how to read. And then I go over to the home to tell the mother, there's a white boy, tell the mother he can't read. She's sleeping at 3.30. She doesn't even have a job. Wow. So I can take one child under my wing, you know, one black one, one brown one, and one white one, you know, and try to get them these precious services that don't exist. Because basically what I was doing was you got to take them and give them the all-inclusive immersion and try to save this one kid. Because this one kid is fucking up the whole school. But you got so many layers of issues, Charlie. We've got, you know, one teacher to 30 or 40 kids. I spoke to a class we once. Spend I money didn't know on that. what the hell was going on in the class. And I told the teacher, I said, I can't, you know, I, you can't control them. So I can't waste my time standing here talking to kids. Everybody's talking. It was, it was just totally unruly. I walked down the hall at a high school once. I was scheduled to speak. There was a fight breaking out. And the principal's walking bad. like it's no big deal. Yep. These are normalcies in schools these days. So here's the deal, Seth. You're right. Look, we, we pay taxes and we expect nobody's revolting against children, you know. No, not at but all. But we do pay our taxes and we never see the money get there. What about the lottery money? <laughs> like, you know, like... Um, like. Well, I don't know. You don't see the money get there. You don't there. see it get there. Not, but, not but you, the but proportion you, don't, you thought. It, it, Your lottery it's not, tickets. It's not effective. Your sales tax. Yeah, yeah, like, how did orange juice, the federal breakfast program, by the time it left my pocket, filtered through Washington, through Lansing, and back to my school, how did orange juice turn into orange drink? <laughs> right? How was Detroit paying the highest property taxes in the country... And yet the billionaire's got a hockey arena paid for with property tax, and he doesn't share any revenue. That's new, new and, math. And the schools are failing. That's crony capitalism, which to me is socialism. I'm not a socialist. Government should not pick winners and losers in business. That's socialism. They shouldn't steal. But a working man should get a fair day's pay for a job. So, Seth, here's the next one. The mayor, right, who's nominally a Democrat, okay, nominally. who's, who's uh, Joe Biden's pal, the, as you know, our public safety workers took it up the ass during bankruptcy, right? They lost their health care. They lost a piece of their pension. They took wage cuts. The mayor now wants to do away with seniority, you know, in, in terms of the promotional process, which is a 160-year institution here. Now, whatever you think about... You know, unions. unions and seniority only. I would say this is a democratic town. 
These are democratic issues, and there's going to be a labor war. And I don't know if Joe's aware of it or if Bernie's smart enough to have picked that up. Our own local media doesn't even know that. These are the issues. Because the mayor's being seen as gutting the union. Yes. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's war. You know, and, and it's firefighters, dude. You got to remember, they, they took a 10% pay cut. They lost to inflation. They're, they're behind it. Yeah. Like you well, know, seniority if, too, right? Like in a union, seniority is kind of one of the end all be all. It's know? everything. It's everything and in so, a union. Yeah, having your chops, smacking around the younger guys a little bit, you know. Yeah. So you know, uh, the so the so called comeback. I, I don't know. We got restaurants closing downtown. Oh, let me. Here's another one. Don't believe what the newspapers told you because you know this, Seth. You, you, a lot of journalists don't have the expertise that they feign to have. Moody's did not upgrade upgrade Detroit's credit rating. It is still three levels below investment grade. That means it's junk. What they did was they upgraded the outlook. When they say positive. Yeah. That means in a year or two, if your shit's still together, we're going to move you up to two levels below investment grade. That's the kind of shit. It's a marketing machine, Charlie. Like I say all yeah. the time. But That's we what this see, is. see, this is the thing, Seth, as, as you know, writers and, and, and observers, you got to love the people. And even if they're going to hate you sometimes, you know, you're trying to give them information that they need to make the right decisions. And when we don't give it to them, then fuck us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> well, and and like we were talking about uh, yesterday, Charlie, you know, part of it is, you know, reporters not living up to their responsibility. But the other part of that is there's a lot less reporters. You know, news organizations are getting cut and gutted left and right. You know, newspapers don't exist anymore. People don't read them. But the responsibility you can't, has been you can't, redefined. That's the thing. The well, responsibility I, has been redefined. The responsibility yeah. now is to you know make everything look good. We supported this mayor, so we're going to make sure that he looks every, good. Exactly, because that's all it is. I mean, it's like. Charlie, you know firsthand. I mean, everything is, you know, the, the, the ice is colder, the water is green, everything is fine. You have a picture hanging up in the newsroom of the Detroit News and the Detroit Free Press of Dan Gilbert with a note on it that says, do not use this picture. Oh, watch this. Watch and this. there are cameras in the newsroom. You hear yeah. that, Seth? The billionaire who now, he's a big story. You know, Quicken Loans, Dan Gilbert. He now. He's the one that owns the Cavaliers. Right? Exactly. Yes. Um, he now leases office space to the newspapers, and they have uh -huh. he has cameras in their newsrooms. In the newsrooms, Jeez. they say it's for security, but I'm like, yeah, that's why a news organization would own its own stuff. But they have a picture that so says, he, "Do not he's use this." The phone. Sheldon Adelson of uh, Michigan. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's where we're at. Here's an okay. The next one, when you're coming to Michigan, because you're going to come, Flint. Um. Keep going, yeah. Sorry. Remember Flint? Yeah, I remember Flint. Not 50 days from today, as you're hearing me, 50 days, the statute of limitation starts kicking in. To date, not one dollar has been recouped in that mass poisoning, and not one person has spent a single hour in jail. Big issue. They'll come, they'll kiss our ass, they'll leave, and we wither. 
I want I look. I want you to come. Would you come? I will be in Michigan definitely before the general. Okay, you promise? Yeah. And you'll write it tough and honest and with some appreciation and love of people. Yeah, I'll I'll combine all those right into it. I know that's why you're on because that's what you do. I just want people to know that we we welcome (laughs) you, help us, and we'll help you. And and and, 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 where, and where do you stand on going out for cocktails? Yeah, you got an expense account. <laughs> I, I'm generally pro cocktail. Excellent, yes! excellent. <laughs> he like my new yeah. best Matt Labash friend now. <laughs> oh, dude, they they kicked him to the curb. Do you make six figures? Charlie. I'm not paying anything. That's not nice, Charlie. I just wanted to let everybody know that the pay scale has collapsed as well. This a well, guy like I, this. I, I, go ahead. I would agree. I would agree with you on that. I mean, I, I think I would have been making uh, more money fifteen years ago. Abs- that's what I meant. I'm sorry it came out uh, that way. Oh no, I don't care. It's fine. Uh, and the but I wanted to say you guys were talking about newspapers earlier, and I think like one thing people should keep in mind too when you're talking about like credit ratings and stuff like that. Some of that stuff is pretty thick in the weeds, especially when you're young. And you're trying to figure out what the hell is what and what's important as a journalist. Yeah. And a lot of the newsrooms now, you probably see it there, like at the state capitol and stuff. A lot of the reporters are young. Yeah. And they're kind of learning as they go. And there aren't sort of the old elders that there used to be to smack them around and, you know, get them into shape. It's really true. This is stupid. Or you got to do, you know what I mean? And so I think, like, I'm not uh, giving these people excuses, but I'm saying it's like kind of a reality of where we're at. Because I know when I started, I was trying to, I was telling people I'd work for free, you know, writing obituaries, right? And I'm I'm 42, so I'm kind of like on the brink of, you know, the younger generation that was getting into it. I still thought if you got into this, you know, I could be Hunter Thompson, one of those boneheads, you know? Yeah. And it... Uh, you know, but it has changed dramatically, you know, yes. in the last 15, 20 years. And you not only are the resources not there, but the resources as far as, like, people who have done the work for generations who can, like, guide you and really hold your hand through thick, uh, uh, not thick, uh, through dense stuff, you know. Yeah, there, I, there's also an absence of historical context, too. That's a great point, Seth, exactly. when you think about it, because the people, the older people knew the history and, you know, the evolution of things. Or go call this guy. And yeah, what happened exactly. here to get us yeah, to this exactly. point. So everybody's at a starting line. Yeah. That's a well, good in point. A poli- like a political fight, right? Like, so when you were working for the mayor, right, I'm sure there were reporters who had no idea that Mayor Bing knew this guy. or they, You right. know what I mean? Like... And these are the people you need to go to. And so instead of having that immediate knowledge, they learn perhaps, you know, 20 months into his mayoral tenure. And they're like, oh, shit, I wish I had that earlier on. That's yeah. true. And they got young kids. Uh, the, not, they're not kids. The, the, the younger people working this job doing three, four bullshit stories a day. And there's no time to dig into anything or vet anything. You know, well, I, you know, you one know. more thing I throw in. I've met an awful lot of reporters. And again, this is not a criticism of these people. Like, if you can get a job, good for you. Go nuts. Yeah. But uh, it's more, I think I, a lot of people now that get jobs, even here in Washington, have never had a different employment, you know. 
I know growing up, I was like a meat man in a grocery store. I worked with autistic kids for a while. So, you know, there was like world perspective on like uh, what sort of regular True. people are going through. You know what I mean? And so I think that is that perspective is sometimes missing. And, you know, it's, it, you it, know it, what you're it, saying? It's become an Ivy League deal. Yeah, I mean, and it's also like people are charged up by the glitz and glamour of it all rather than like trying to You say that all the time, Charlie. They want to go to the parties. They want to be friends. The responsibility has shifted. Yeah, I don't give a shit about that stuff. I'll take you to some for you. All right, Seth, I'm going to let you go, man, but uh, I'm going to call you later. Text me your address. I'm going to send you a Coney kit from American Coney Island. And uh, that's fantastic. And I can't wait to see you here. And uh, appreciate your time, brother. Yeah, thanks, man. Thanks. Oh, real quick, real quick. If you had to call today, who's going to be the next president? Oh, I I have no clue. Okay, I'm going to tell you. Ready? I'm going to give you a hint. Yeah. It's going to be an old, rich white man. (laughs) Oh, I mean, here's the word of the campaign, right? Septuagintarian. Everyone's all excited about that. You know, just using that word, people are pumped up. Wow. And Trump is the youngest of them. That's scary. Uh, yeah, now that Elizabeth Warren, though. Yeah. Hmm. All right, brother, we'll talk well, actually, to you, man. No, hey, hey, hold what? on. Tulsi oh, Gabbard's still in. Huh? Tulsi Gabbard, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. she's still in. So, she does have Adele again. That could mean something. <laughs> All right. Take Magic care, Seth. Right, Thanks, brother. Thanks, Seth. Have, have a good one. Politics Report of Washington yeah. Times. Now, uh, let's get our pollster on Ed Sarpolis and figure out was good talking to him. I like talking to him. That Seth? Yeah, he's, yeah, he's good. He's he good. was great. Uh, listen, so while we're tr- getting Ed the post around everybody so we can tell you today how you're going to vote tomorrow. I know, right? Uh, the news, the stock market, my God, it's up. And I'm, you know, Drew's got the TV on all the time. They, they look shell-shocked up there on, uh, on the Wall Street Goldman Sachs hour, right? So remember something. <laughs> Overreaction is not the strategy for the long-term investor. I'm telling you now more than ever because you're out there thinking about this now. Luke Nowacki at Pinnacle Wealth. Don't go it alone. Call him, 248-663-4748 for rational financial advice. Look at the markets. The Fed's uh, cutting rates by half a percent. It takes a dive. The coronavirus. Is it rational? Is it fear? Do you do stocks? Do you do bonds? Do you do gold? Do you do cash? Call Luke Nowacki at Pinnacle Wealth, 248-663-4748. Get advice. Get a strategy. Position you and your investments, your kids' college fund for the long term. And always remember... Securities Investment Advisory Service Office through all the member of NRACP, the services, Pathway One and Entities, our marketing name for the product, Infinite Marlins, Inc. But there is an upside to the mania if you're a homeowner or wanting to be a homeowner. Looked it up today. Mortgage rates have fallen to an all time low in America. The average 30 year, what's that? No Facebook, we're off. Okay. The average 30-year fix fell to 3.29 this week, the lowest ever recorded by Freddie Mac in a series that goes back to 1971. Now, think about that. Our friends at Hall Financial want you to know that people are lining up to save money, lower your payments, take some equity out and fix the place. 
248-308-5000 or go to davidhallmortgage.com. Get around to it now. Hall's processing time is nearly half their competitors and everybody's getting in line. They work to your schedule and your needs. You'll see. Bob already knows it. I do. Get started by calling 248-308-5000 or go to davidhallmortgage.com. Equal housing lender, NMLS, 1467435. Economy, <coughs> you can put it back on. I like a little bit of music to do these. Listen. Why don't you wrap it, Charlie? Listen, I wake up, <laughs> I wake up going, are we even going to have any sponsors? Am I going to be able to make a documentary? Is there any place for me to write anymore? Can the Coney Island no longer afford me to scrub the floors? I don't, you know, I'm worried. Right. I don't really have a trade. Northwestern Tech, the heating and cooling school in Southfield, learned a real skilled trade, HVAC, in 10 and a half months. Women are encouraged. Companies want and they need to hire females. We get it done. Yes, you do. True that. Right? Over 50% of the training is hands-on, so it's not some bullshit where you're not really learning. It's a real place. Over 90% of the graduates get jobs in HVAC last year. Four hours, four days a week. Classes offered early, midday, later, so you can work while learning your new skill. Well, hell, that sounds appealing. It's, it's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Classes start March 18th. Get that. March 18th, go to northwesterntech.edu. And if I got to spell out that website, you don't need to be going in northwesterntech.edu, <laughs> the HVAC school that works. Most grads are earning 40 to 50 grand after one year, and many go on to start their own businesses down the road. When you need a furnace Charlie, person, you need me. a furnace yep. person. And, and people that do those, whether it's plumbing or any of the skilled trades, they make money. And yeah. I can't argue when they come to repair something because I don't know how to do it. Seriously. So Don't yeah. forget. Don't forget. I don't know what the economy is going to do, but all these development projects around the state, the city, and the country are financed out. There's plenty yep. of work. They can't find enough people. That's true. So if you're sitting around wondering what to do, you might as well give it a shot. Is that Sarpolis sure. of Target Insight on the line? Are you on, Ed? Yes, I am online. How are you, brother? Good. I'm online, but I'm not high. Uh, oh, and you're gonna, you don't want to get high as you <laughs> get... <laughs> Ed, real quick, Michigan, it's our turn. Yes. Who's going to win Tuesday? Unless something happens, Biden should win. Something like what? Wow. Give me a plus or minus. Well, I, I, well right now, nationally, Biden's leading uh, uh, Bernie Sanders at 54 to 38 nationally. Okay. Okay. Uh, and the poll two weeks ago in Michigan had Biden up uh, already at uh, leading by at least seven or eight points. The poll that I took two weeks ago, Biden was leading amongst black voters in Michigan, was at 48 to seven over Bernie Sanders. Whoa. Okay. Uh, and uh, the bottom line, let's go back a little history here, is that if you go back since the Iowa caucus, voter turnout for Bernie Sanders has less than it was four years ago. State by state, he's getting fewer votes than he did four years ago. Number two, number two, most of his victories that he got big time four years ago were in caucus states. The states that he's losing now is where they've gone to primary states and there's no caucuses left. So Biden's kicking his butt. Okay. Okay. So, so Biden's going to win. 
Uh, I would have to say yes, unless something happens. <laughs> something like what, Ed? That was my question. Well, well, the, well there's a, well, a couple of things is that, you know, there's things can happen to come out. Well, I don't see that happening. I think the best thing that happened for Joe Biden was that uh, Elizabeth Warren decided not to endorse anybody prior to Tuesday. Okay. Uh, number two, the fact that there is no debate until after uh, Tuesday. So Biden is in very good shape. Uh, Governor Whitmer was uh, basically, you know, was forced into endorsing publicly Joe Biden, despite what she says. Um, you know, Granholm got on board. Uh, Labor's been waiting for this to happen. They're not going to do any formal endorsement because they, they want to use their clout when necessary. But the bottom line, for the last month, there's been a movement for Biden behind the scenes. Uh, and so this has been coming now for about three weeks. The poll I did, Black Community, Labor leaders are saying, what do we do here? Labor leaders already were willing to talk with Biden and Bloomberg. There was no support for labor in Michigan for Sanders at all. Let me go like this now. Let me go like this. How did the polls get it so wrong over the last week? Like, basically, you know, Biden was dead. Bernie was ascendant. And poof, it's not that way at all. How'd they get it wrong? That's that's Well, well, first of all, let me explain what what happened, okay, is the fact that there was no time that someone said, I like Joe, okay? Right. Jim Clyburn is the reason why he is where he is today. For example, until South Carolina, all the states were basically almost no no African-Americans as part of their population. Right. And there were none. There were not senior citizens. Most of the states, the Iowa, all that kind of stuff, are more young and progressives, okay? Uh, more, more very liberal people. The bottom line, South Carolina was the first state that was more reflective of the nation's population. But I have to say uh, this. Know, I have to say this. Polls were done in Texas, and they were done in California. And I don't think it's Clyborne per se. I just think... We think well, remember, Joe- all the, well, you got to remember, you got to remember the fact all the, if you take away Election Day converters, Bernie Sanders was leading up until that last 72 hours. Right. The, the endorsements of Buttigieg, of, you know, O'Rourke and all the previous candidates, Clyburn. Once the doors open, someone's the, the, the voters were able to see we don't want. Sanders. Sanders came out with the support of Cuba and Castro, which got a lot of play. Yep. Okay. Uh, right. Bottom line, he started saying weird things. Uh, you know, basically, Sanders defeated himself. Okay, there we go. So we, the people, actually think about things. We, it's not, you know what I mean? We, we heard him too. We, we heard Bernie. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. Now, and, and you got to remember the other thing that black people, if if you understand, uh, if you do any demographic studies, some of the most educated voters are African Americans. Very, very educated. Okay. Know their business. Uh, now, who's going to win? And, and, who's going to win? Who's got a better chance of beating Trump? I would say Biden. And now here's the reason. Okay. There's no way in Macomb County, Michigan, that uh, the, the the white disgruntled white male, someone like you, is going to vote for Bernie Sanders. Hey, fuck you, man! <laughs> <laughs> Charlie's disgruntled. I didn't know that. <laughs> Call me a Catholic. Do it again. All right, but go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. I'm Catholic too. <laughs> Aren't we all? We are. As a matter of fact, what's kind of amazing, if you look at who really runs the political operation in the United States, there's some relation, to, there's some Catholicism somewhere in their bodies, okay? From commentators, everything. You know, Catholicism is very political. We've got to remember, the largest CIA in the world is the Vatican. 
Okay, Ed, that's going to take us off the track. Yeah, it's funny, though. It's, <laughs> and there we are off the rails. That's why Ed's the official pollster. <laughs> yes, he is. Like that kind of shit. Now, listen, what'd you say about the white, white boy in Macomb? The bottom line is, is that the white boy in Macomb, they're, they're basically, uh, they're less than college educated, most of them. They got good paying labor jobs. They're well, you know, they know what they're doing. But the bottom line is they're much more conservative. You know, they, they do believe in, uh, you know, uh, in hunting. They're not to say they want to do it all with the NRA and everything. They're very family-oriented. They still believe that, you know, that they should be the breadwinner, not to say they're against women working, but the point being they're much more conservative. And Joe Biden is more reflective of that. Yeah, they're not. Vote, they're not his speech. Macomb County guys are not voting for Bernie Sanders. No, That's but I'm, I'm saying, have you done a poll like Trump, Sanders, Trump, Biden? Oh, all right. Well, right now, any poll you take in Michigan, Biden is doing the best against he, Trump. He's beating Trump? By how many points? Yes. Well, I haven't done a poll in the last week, so I can't, he was still up there about four to six points over, over Trump. So that's above the, the uh, margin of error. Yes, it is. It's going to be interesting. So it seems to me, and we'll, we'll let you get out of here, but we're going to be very busy together these next... I'm going to send you a Coney kit, too, but... Well, also, I'll be releasing a poll on Monday on the primary, so... Oh, okay. Oh. So, I forgot where I was going with it, but it was... What do you... What do you what, what, what's the big... Are you finding out who people are supporting in the primary? Yes. Because I, I happen to agree with you, and I have nothing but anecdotal evidence to suggest it. I think Biden does well. I think Biden blows everybody away. I think this is what we should do. We should just vote tomorrow. Biden wins, right? Let's have a yes. debate and then vote the next day. Because it's all really going to come down to, I think, really, for the undecideds, which are important in this, Ed, that, you know, the undecided. Well, it is. Well, 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 a little bit of history for you. Why this is so important is, is that uh, in Michigan, you had Haley Stevens and Tarotinen, you know, they won their congressional races, okay? Mm-hmm. When I did a voter-by-voter analysis, the reason why those two fine ladies won their congressional districts had nothing to do with Democrats, because the Democratic turnout of those districts was the same or less than 2016. It was the independent voter that turned up that didn't turn out for Bill Hillary Clinton in 2016. Biden can excite those independents like they did for Obama and Bill Clinton back in 92 and 96. Right. Now it's going to come down to the show, the debate, Biden yeah. and Hunter Biden and impeachment and Ukraine and Dirty Don and Sleepy Joe. And we're all going to be watching that one, man. And whoever wins that one. I like, think Joe can take Trump in a debate. We're going to find out. It's, well, in, 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 yeah, I agree with you. I think the, the Hunter Biden and the Burisma it's thing gonna is going to be interesting. It's going to come up and he ought to hit right back. Well, let's Don find Jr. out. Don Jr. and Eric. Well, you, what you got to remember is, is that Trump keeps forgetting the fact his own past. Okay, right. he's going to have to dress well. You know, the Stormy Daniels. The, we're finding out the Deutsche Bank was cutting, uh, creating business on site to hide his money. We got the Scottish coming after him. We've got. Remember, we know from recent science the fact is why is he keeps picking his nose, sniffing nose because he's he's on medication for after his when he was younger. My understanding, but I've been reading about cocaine. You know, the guy's got. Wait, a you got some cocaine? That, well, in the past, past life, that's what I've been hearing. You? But the boy, the boy <laughs> being the fact is Trump. that Trump. Yeah, you're about Trump. Yeah. Look, man, I, I just I just like the smell of cocaine. That's all. It just <laughs> smells good. That's Cheech and Chong. I know, but don't oh, say that. Smell of cocaine. Well, well, I didn't, well you, you grew up in Detroit. A lot of, you know, a lot of moms were growing uh, uh, poppies all over the backyard. You could have snuffed some of that. It's a little bit weak, but you could have got that. I grew, them in, I grew them in L.A. They grow wild like the heroin poppies. They do. Yes, they do. We're not in Michigan, though. They weren't there. They were, no, a little bit different. Are but the we talking drugs? Is, but, <laughs> okay, anyway, Ed, we got to get Karen. She's got to go to yeah, grocery. It got weird. 
She's got to go to Girls good. Point, but I need you. Bob, give me the breaking news here. We're good, Charlie. Breaking news. Hold <laughs> on, Ed. Well, the, the breaking news of the fact is, is that you're going to see a no, lot No, I'm giving you breaking in. news. Okay, go ahead. Breaking news. I'm undecided. Ed, I'm undecided, and I need you pollsters, politicians, to come kiss my ass. And bring cocaine. For six months. And bring cocaine. I want to be part of um, focus groups and stuff like that. I want to be taken to lunch. I want everybody to spend <laughs> millions on me, studying me like a zoo animal. It's my Catholicism. Well, they may put you in a zoo, but I don't know how much they're going to study you. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. Hey, Ed, thanks, brother. Um, can, can, can you send me the poem Monday? Because you're accurate. Well, I, uh, yeah, I would really, I, I would be releasing it probably the afternoon, and then the afternoon would like that. Once I do that, I'll get it out to you. Thank you, because Ed is an, an excellent, oh, he is, he's excellent pollster. He's historically accurate. Uh, we really yeah. thank you for taking the time, Ed. Well, you take care. Have a good day and weekend. All right, all right. Bye. Thanks. Have a good take weekend. Bye bye. He started Ed's our the, talking about his... lines, and now you're talking about lines and Cheech and Chong and <laughs> hey, cocaine. It's, it's and... really hard to like, you know, like make a pollster interesting. We, if I wanted yeah, boring pollsters, I'd watch CNN. But you, but you oh. did. Oh. Don't say that, Charlie. Wait, that MSNBC guy was pretty good. See, look, all the uh, all the Lansing people. Steve Kornacki. Look at everybody. Listen, here's the thing, Karen, Politico. Black, female, independent-minded. Her American phone Enterprise member. Every fucking reporter in this state is blowing up her phone because they, they want her insight. But you don't need that. You've got her unfiltered here. Karen, give us your insight. I'm undecided. No, I'm just kidding. Ah! <laughs> I keep, I keep, I've, I've said my insight throughout the show. I know. I think Joe Biden can take Donald Trump. If, in fact, the Democrats coordinate and decide to work together, I hope Bloomberg keeps his commitment to support Joe Biden and get behind. If everybody says they're serious about beating Trump, then we have to be serious and strategic about it. It can't be I'm going to play, like you said, you know, until you come and get me. I mean, you know, the other candidates. If they're serious about it. It can happen. But if they're not serious, we're going to see another four years of Trump. And I, Yeah, that's big. And, you know, locally, like we've had Agnes on. And mm-hmm. do, you, do you think his... Linkage to Doug and dampen some enthusiasm for turnout in I Detroit. Think, I think it could, Charlie. And I'm gonna. We we talked a little bit about this. That passion that we see down at City Council in the in the forum in the auditorium with the budget and the taxes. Shutting City Hall down last week. Exactly. That's the passion that's been missing. And people say, "Oh, that's crazy. That's not productive." Yeah, it is productive. That's that underlying grassroots passion and commitment that can get things done. Or that can stop things. So do you think, now it's your crystal ball because uh, I'm not calling you, I got you here. Do you think Duggan takes an active role or he sits back? I think, Charlie, look at his record. He does not have the machine that he put together for McNamara. That doesn't exist. You mean he couldn't deliver Hillary? He couldn't deliver Hillary. He couldn't deliver Detroit for Gretchen Whitmer. I mean, he... He couldn't get his own slate of candidates elected. Well, he strategically got out some candidates so he could get a couple of his in, and then they turned once they got it in in the legislature. So his loyalty, the the loyalty to him has been questioned. If he's smart and, and if Biden's people are smart, they'll ask him to take a seat. Because people are not happy with Duggan. They're not. And they're going to continue to elevate their voices and their displeasure with how they, as native Detroiters, are being treated in this city. And have them quietly raise money and that's it. If he can do that. Well, and, and, and Biden needs Detroit. 
Biden needs Detroit. He needs Detroit to turn out. Biden is Right, he needs Detroit to turn out to win Michigan. But otherwise, I think Bernie now. might win. But Biden is good in Detroit We're right now. We're talking with Trump. I mean, I'm sorry. Anybody that likes Bernie, I'm sorry. The numbers don't look good, but maybe right. he does and, you know. And, and, and just like Ed said, you know, uh, the governor came out. She was forced to do it. I mean, what is that? She didn't even get Detroit. Let's not forget that. Right. He just meant Michigan. Well, I think uh, that well, that is true. What he's saying yeah, is like but, you know, the but, smartest thing would have just sit back and wait. But we're talking about whether or not or who can help deliver Detroit for these candidates. Well, it's neither it, one of them. It's, right. You know who it is? It's us. That's true. Yeah. We don't we don't we don't we don't have any money. We don't have we're not if involved. If you in want to, by the way, that. it's that kind of show. If you want to endorse somebody. As long as you're honest with people, that yep. that's where you're at. you're at, Bob and Karen and Mannequin. You're more than welcome to speak freely so people know where you're coming from. And I will respect. Well, I've said since day one, I, I Everybody's was supporting choice. Biden. I did. I've said okay. that. think I think You've been very consistent about that. And that's a strategic <clears throat> thing because I think that if people leave him alone, he can beat Trump. They need to just turn him loose and let him be old Joe and let him be himself. I'm undecided. Himself. So. I'm undecided. You want your behind Come kiss pissed. my ass. I'm, I'm not undecided. I want to beat Trump. I, and I don't care who it is. I'm putting my full support behind You have to care enough him. to vote for somebody that you think can strategically beat him. Well, that's true. Hey, listen, that's folks. True. Don't forget there are third parties if you don't like either of these. Any third party that gets 5% of the vote gets federal matching funds the next time around. So just vote how you want to. Yep. But vote. Okay, real quick, but Bob. Give me, this, give me this. Give me this. We're going to let you go. You know, we don't want to. Here we go. Next week's news today. But first, let's start out with last week's news, what they didn't tell you. Um, Ryan Friedrichs, the, what is his official Chief Development Officer. Chief Development Development Officer for Mike Duggan, the guy tied with the scandal of deleting the emails that linked the mayor to his girlfriend, to getting money and special treatment from City Hall when the mayor denied it. He is now leaving his position as a representative of the people and their development to take a job with billionaire Stephen Ross, who is building the Michigan Technical Innovation Center in Detroit. On the side of the old jail. On the side of the old jail. Got a good deal on it. That Bob and I stopped, so you can trust that Bob and I stopped the graft in that jail. You did. But now dig it. Friedrichs, who helped delete some emails or was involved in some way, whose wife is a secretary of state and a Duggan acolyte. He's taking a job with Stephen Ross, the billionaire, who's building something. And what Mr. Friedrichs did in his capacity as a representative of the public was negotiate with Mr. Ross on said development, meaning this shit stinks worse than fucking Washington. You were negotiating with a private individual with the public's money, and then you go work for the dude? I haven't heard anything more disgusting since Dan Gilbert and Warren Evans, right, the executive of Wayne County, negotiated the jail deal, the new one, and the guy that was negotiating for the county, for Warren Evans, went to work. For Dan Gilbert. For Dan Gilbert. You guys, we can't live like this. <clears throat> guys, this isn't normal. This isn't normal. Normally, there's, there are places, believe it or not, in this country where you have to take a five-year break. Yep, that's yeah. true. This yeah. is shit. Even in the broadcast industry, you know, you got to take a yeah, break. You you work for, yeah, you got to have you have non-competes. Those are standard because it's, 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 it gives the appearance of impropriety. 
I mean, you are. Well, it you, is inappropriate. Well, it's inappropriate. corrupt. I know it's inappropriate, but if somebody said, well, no, I did this fairly, but it, even even if you did everything right, the appearance of impropriety to me compromises your integrity and your ability to do a good job. Sorry, folks. Even the ones that you'll work for the foundations that love them and everything. I'm sorry. That's a grub move. I know some of you can find a way around it because you're all in that little clique. It's a grub move. So you're negotiating the deal on the pretense. Well, here, and then you're going to go complete the deal on the other side. So guess what? Anything that might be proprietary that that the city would hold on to, you fully privy to it. Wow, how hard did we negotiate with that guy? And so you now take it to that the other side, and so that's double dipping. Also, I'm sorry. Okay, number two, Bob. Oh, (laughs) that was what? 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 Go, 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 go. Yes, Chief of Police, James E. Craig, had to admit yesterday at the Board of Police Commissioners that, yes, indeed, we are using hardware and software to take people's cellular data. Nobody was aware of it. It's not sure if they got warrants in all those cases. I am on the job, folks. I will find out. This is facial recognition on steroids because I will remind you when they set up this technology, it acts as a false receiver and they get the person's data and it could be even your conversation. It also sucks everybody else's up in the area. So if they're looking for a bad dude and you're around, they're taking your data. I'm sorry. I'm an American. That's unconstitutional. You need a search warrant for that shit. Right. Plus, we, I'm sorry, the chief says, we don't want bad guys knowing, so I don't want to talk about it. That's a bitch of a democracy. You got to tell us. I'm sorry if your job's a little bit harder. Respect the people and the rules and our privacy. Right? As as is enshrined in the 10th Amendment. So all my conversations will be, I do not recall. Exactly. <laughs> well, we don't want the bad guys leaving their cell phones at home. That's the reasoning. Well, as long as Anakin, you're, you're, you're a millennial. <laughs> oh. What a stupid argument. Don't you believe in openness in government? Yeah. yeah. Do you believe that a guy negotiating with the developer should go work for the developer? No. No. That's the millennials. I know. That's, cr- that's crazy. It's okay, finally. Well, it's just corrupt on the face of finally, it. Finally, folks, before we let you go, Bob... This just in. The public safety advisory issued March 3rd from the United States Department of Justice Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives. Listen to this, folks. I'm just going to read from it. And explosives. (laughs) In spite of the specific statutory requirement, ATF recently received information from the FBI I, that Michigan concealed pistol licenses have been and continue to be issued to certain applicants without a determination by Michigan officials, the state police, as to whether the applicant is prohibited under federal law from possessing or transporting firearms. No background check. Specifically, ATF has learned that concealed pistol licenses continue to be issued to applicants who were likely prohibited due to a conviction for domestic violence. Oh, wow. Hello. That's not good. Oh, we're going to get into this one. And hey, you out there, you know the federal firearms licensee was sending to me. 
Appreciate you listening. Appreciate all of you listening. We listen to you. You got a news tip. We'll follow up. Now, here's the second piece of this. This should concern everybody. We have a constitutional crisis brewing in this country. Listen to the next sentence. And two, habitual marijuana users. Although possession and use of marijuana is not unlawful under Michigan law, marijuana remains a controlled substance under federal law, and those using marijuana are prohibited from possessing or transporting a firearm or ammunition pursuant to 18 U.S. Code 922G3. That's an explosive contradiction and conflict of... You smoke grass, you're not entitled to a firearm. You can't it's move le- it. It's legal yeah, in the but, state, but, but, but not in the feds. So now we got a problem here. We, do. we got the 14th Amendment. We got Interstate Commerce Clause. We have the Supremacy Clause of the United States Constitution. Federal law usurps state law. Now it's getting into the guns. Your Second Amendment right, and it's right here, and it should concern you, and we got to do something as a country. We either take it off the list... It's no longer a controlled substance, right? Which everybody seemed most sorry. Not all of you. Many people, the majority of people seem to think. And it should be off the list. Or we're going to have, something's going to come on down the line. The ATF's flexing its muscle. Secondly, do not forget, state police, what's up? We'll come back to you next week and all of you listening, you reporters should get on this. What do you mean domestic abusers can go buy pistols? Every time we have a mass shooting, it's like, hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. We're the better background checks. And how did he get one? We're not even fucking checking. That's the ATF. That ain't me. So don't bitch at me, state police. That's an official community. That's the ATF bitching about the Michigan State Police. The ATF. Because they're just not checking. The ATF is telling all federal firearms licensees, the CPL, the concealed Mm -hmm. uh, pistol license, license, no longer is good enough as a background check. Wow. Right? Even though I have one, you have one? I don't have one. You have one? Yes, I do. Yeah. Oh, you have one? No. Okay, we have one. They're, running, they're supposed to be running us every month anyway. So what the feds are saying is, nah, state's not doing his job. It's FBI has told us. Wow. They're not, oh, damn. So we got See, that, two that, problems. That's part of the reason why I don't have one. If I need to take my pistol somewhere. I'll just take it. Well, it's it's not against the law. You know what I mean? So you can right. do it. Right. As long as I don't conceal it. But there's a rash of those. You know, in the trunk, you know? Used to be a if I need to take it, I'm taking it. That's the loophole. Do you ever right. notice in Detroit you never see anybody open carrying? Oh, I do. Do you? Yeah. I saw a guy in a restaurant uh, once, and I struck up a conversation with him, kind of a middle-aged white guy. And he was Yeah, dummy. I knew it was a middle-aged white guy. You know why? Because there was a rash of those assholes walking. I mean, sorry. I You know. I'm sorry. Know where you're at with your gun. Because oh, yeah. so many of those guys were getting robbed. Somebody walk up behind you and put a gun to your head and take your fucking gun. Say, that's dumb to have. It's dumb. You can't. If you carry anybody that carries a weapon or is properly trained, know that you do not want your weapon visible. You don't display it. Yeah, yeah that's, that's dumb. All right, Wyatt. But go ahead and do it. I mean, you know. <laughs> Good you luck know. with that. Hey. Where's yours, Charlie? What? Your weapon. Where are you concealing yours? <laughs> is that like a double entendre? No, it's my not. charm. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm just thinking of that finger in my butt. 
Jeez. Thanks, Doc. I'm done. And bringing it down. We're done. Listen, now remember, Detroit, stay classy, <laughs> vote, and vote often. See you next week. Try to love one another. You're a fighter. You're a lover. You're strong and you recover From whatever gets you down And there's so many, many reasons Any time, any season Is the right time To be with you Hello, Detroit, you've won my heart, your renaissance and waterfronts give you a flare of your own irresistible... Oh, fuck that, Bob, give me the Misfits. Nice cut. We walk the streets at night. Go where eagles down. Then pick up every movement. Then pick up every loser. We jaded eyes and features. You think we really care? I ain't no goddamn son of a bitch. You better think about a baby. 